0: obviously that doesn't uh, you don't have the time to kind of gather your thoughts but um, yeah I mean um, it's uh, think about if there's something mechanically I need to do and and if there's not then you know just kind of keep making pitches and and um, you know rely on my stuff to to play and uh, you know yeah just too many good pitches and um, you know too many bad counts that I got in you
1: know, I thought we did a good job after the first, but, um, you know, damage was done at that point. Yeah, boy, was it ever done. Seven-run first inning for the Houston Astros last night. They sent 10 Astros to the plate. Shout out to those unis, by the way. I love, love the it. Space City unis. I wonder. City Connect unis. I wonder. That was, I was Kevin Gossman, by the way. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, that, that oh. Kevin Gossman's first inning was, was so awful that I don't even care about it. I want to talk about runners in scoring position can and whether, and whether or not the no, Jays let's, need let's to bring the home this. run jacket back. Let's
2: address this. The Blue Jays What do you do think, bring the, the home run jacket go, back? I don't care about hey. that
1: jacket. The bet, how about having a better at bat? Uh, can
2: I ask a I question? don't like the new not, mature
1: Blue Jays. Not. I like the old immature Blue Jays who are hitting home runs. Anyhow, go ahead. Go ahead. Let, go ahead. I know you tweeted about it, so you want to get it off yeah, your chest. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. The
2: Twitter. Do it. Yeah. Finish up. You finished?
1: I'm finished. Talk about Gossman.
2: Now, I was just curious when I listened to him say that. I love Kevin. He's got great stuff. He's come on our show. He was more open than any human should be about his stuff and his slider and all those things. I wonder if he would have had the extra 13 seconds between the fastball down the middle, the fastball middle up, the fastball middle in, the fastball middle away, the fastball middle, the fastball middle, the split finger off the end. I just wonder if it would have made that big of a deal like it, obviously they're thinking about it like it, that's the that's what baseball let, that's what <clears throat> baseball did not want but, I, i'm i'm not saying this no, but as a joke i'm just saying because yeah, he no, brought it up would it actually have mattered but, if he would have had the extra 15 seconds well, let's, to walk off the mound to not throw 91
1: down the middle let's i mean let's that's all I'm asking. let's explain to people kevin Gossman went on to say because this is this is really the first this is the first time he has been in a jam It's a stinker. It's uh, stinker with a pitch timer. The first time he's been in an inning with the pitch timer where he just, for whatever reason, he, he wasn't able to get out of it. Now, there's a couple of things at work here. One, you know, as he said, splitter wasn't very good. The Astros, what's that? If it's low, let it go. If it's high, let it fly. The, the Astros... Good hitting team. They're not...
2: 91 middle, you're not going to get that back.
1: No, and and they're not biting on the splitter. So your fastball better be terrific. All that aside, all that aside, though, as Kevin Gossman said, you know, looking back now in hindsight, a pitcher is allowed two disengagements with a hitter per plate appearance. So what he said that I found interesting, you know, maybe I should have stepped up. He didn't say. He said, actually, maybe I should have used the picks more, thrown over to first base more because... I mean, he was in the stretch from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and I found well, he that interesting. from the stretch all the time. Yeah, and that's true. But yeah. I mean, but you know what I'm saying. It's different It's different when you're throwing from the stretch and there's nobody in base, and there you're throwing go. from the yeah, stretch yeah, and there's yeah, somebody yeah. on Everybody, base. Yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. So, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I, I found that really intriguing, that his thought process was maybe I needed to step off or throw over to first base. And this gets back to something... And he said, "I needed to do something to slow that inning down more." And this gets back to something that, that the 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 thing with the pitch timer didn't concern me, but I always found interesting is what did every what does everybody say when when the slow come up to the majors? Slow it down. Take a deep breath. It down, it a deep breath yeah, let yeah. the game slow down. Go to slow my own case.
2: Like you can't do that anymore. You saw Petey go out too. By the way, yeah. he didn't put his hand on his shoulder, did he?
1: No, no, but. Anyhow, I'm just throwing that out there because Gossman, well, uh, Gossman went on to say, and he wasn't making an excuse, but I, I found that interesting. Here's a guy saying, you know, the pitch clock, yeah, I'd probably let it is, get away from that me.
2: That is bringing it up. Well, What makes make you wonder? The quality of the games when it comes playoff time. The lights are the brightest. I mean, every pitch matters. You're facing the best of the best. You get in a jam like the first inning. And, oh, by the way, it's just a hurry to get the game over. It ain't about my quality and, my stuff and backing off. And and you know what I, else that, happens? That might be the adjustment somehow that baseball makes. I don't know how you make it. I hope they don't. Because I mean, everybody's in a hurry. That's what I'm saying. You cannot well, change you, the rules for the games, playoffs. You may see games like this. In the, I'm not saying change it. I'm saying adjust it somehow. Oh. I don't know what the adjustment would be. I mean, Let's there's a bunch of smart people. I, mean. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have any idea. Maybe, maybe you give him an extra timeout. I have no idea. A pitcher, like give, let him take a deep breath, because obviously he's struggling. He can't find the velocity. The fastball command's just not there. Like he just didn't have it. And for him to actually bring it up after the game, meaning he's thinking about it. If I would have actually had a little time to take a breather, think about what I'm doing wrong, I maybe I could have corrected it and mm-hmm. not do it over and over and over again. Well. The first time I heard that, the very first thing I thought of was, well, how's it going to look in, in the playoffs? Because it's like you, well, there's going to be innings where you're going to have to fight
1: through it. I think it's safe now to say. what i i I think it's safe to say that the next time that happens, you will see Kevin Gossman disengage. I mean, how many seconds do you base. get
2: to do that? I think he's meaning more of I'm going to take my time.
1: Like they're, I'm not going to take my time all the time. He's a fast worker. I mean I was watching I, I was Every trying once a while, you need the minute. I was trying to watch I was trying to watch That's the on. pitch clock last night and see how long he was taking to release his pitches and I know Buck made a comment about this at one point. I think a couple of times it ticked down to 2 seconds to 1 second. But I also noticed it with Christian Javier that he was taking making particular use of the pitch clock. And what I'm starting and we've only got 2 weeks now, so the sample size is limited. But I've already heard people talk about wanting to sit down and say, okay, who's performing well with the pitch clock? Who isn't? Are older pitchers having a more difficult time than younger pitchers? You know, we've seen – what have we seen so far in terms of injuries, right? We've seen DeGrom with the wrist. Again, I'm not saying that this is related to the pitch clock at, at all. You're not saying it's not. Uh, but I'm not saying it's not either, yeah, right? Yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah. DeGrom with with the wrist injury. We've seen. We saw Corbin Burns yesterday. With they with are the very, they throw really hard though. There's yeah. I there, anyway. But my whole point is, you know, spring training. Every remember how Max. Everybody said, oh, Max Scherzer is going to have fun with the pitch clock, and Max Scherzer's not had a good start to the year. No. So, it will be intriguing at some point to sit down, and do. A sort of a big picture look. uh, You think think they've seen enough negative that they would change it?
2: No, I hope they
1: don't change it. It gets back to the Genie out of the bottle, man. Once it's it's out, it's out. out. Here's
2: what I think, too. Once your best guy is talking about it, you know it's a trickle-down effect. You know Manoa's talking about it. You know Bassett's talking about it. Like they're talking about it Mm -hmm. now. It's a theme. You see how Manoa is? The struggles, right? Last year, he would have walked around the mound. He would have collected himself. He can't do that now. No. Like, I, I'm i not making excuses for him. That's not what we do on this show. But it's just odd that the best guy came out. He's actually thinking about it and said, yeah. man, it would have been nice. Not saying I'm going to do it all the time. Four and two Catching thirds. Me, I need it.
1: Four and two thirds, seven hits, eight runs, seven and five strikeouts, two walks. Uh, his uh, fastball, <clears throat> His fastball was hammered by a team that What, they went into the game slugging 393 against fastballs the Astros did. That was the fifth lowest in baseball. What do you always say, it's early? It is early. Three extra base hits, four for for five off the fastball in the first inning. Uh, Two doubles, a home run. You know, yeah, I think um,
2: it's the location of fastballs. I mean, he didn't have his best when the first four guys. The first four batters, she saw 91-92. Seven, seven
1: hits, six came off the
2: fastball. Fifth guy was 94-95. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I look... It's one of those you wad up, you throw away. But I uh, I just don't know the adjustment they can make. Again, it's all fine. And Danny, when these dudes are doing great and they're getting the ball and they're throwing, they're getting a the sign and not thinking about it. But it's those moments where you're on the road. It's the first game of, the, of a road series. right? Is... you got six games on the road. You don't want to destroy Next your starts pen. Against and the you Yankees, need right? that. You just need to fight yeah. through it. How do you do it? Like, it's obviously they're thinking about it. I it's will... a thing.
1: I, I How will, do they adjust to I it? I will say this for Kevin Gossman: he retired 13 of the last 16 batters he faced, and I'm going to give Kevin Gossman credit for this. He is the only starting pitcher on this staff who gives up seven runs in the first inning and can go that long. And can go that you know long. I'm, I'm going to
2: give you know I'm giving him credit for if that. I'm, if I'm Kevin and I'm having a first inning like that, I'm holding the ball. I don't care if it's a pitch. Timer violation or not. You know, I'm just going to stand out there and hold it. If I need 30 seconds, if I need 30 I'm seconds, 30 I can, seconds. and it's two balls. And you know
1: what? Because you know what? Here's Sorry. the thing. I need it. It's, it's going to be 2-0 oh anyhow one way or another, so go. I might as well take the time. Why not? That that's, that, that, is mean, point. That. that is that is. You might see that. What are they going to do about it? But I you so can't, watch, you can't see do the anything. Empire,
2: go out there and do this. Okay. I did do it on purpose. I'm can't doing it on purpose because I need it.
1: Maybe you'll see that more. Yeah. I... Anyhow, yeah, I do think it's important to throw out the fact that he did. I still don't know how he did it, but he did give him five innings. And uh, I'm sorry, what did I say? Five innings? Four and two-thirds four and innings. Either. He gave him potato four and two-thirds potato. innings. Christian Javier got the win he for the Astros. He wasn't all that good, but he was good enough. Uh, game two of that series goes tonight at uh, 8-10 on Sportsnet 590. The fan in Sportsnet, Chris Bassett against Jose Urquidy. All right, we I think we're okay Turning the page in Gossman and saying they it's a one-off. They don't have a choice. It, 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 it's a one-off. He's got the Yankees next. Um, you know, let – I mean, I just – it's it's a one-off. I think you need to – It's the only way to put, your put it. your
2: foot hit the dugout, you forget about it never think of it yeah. again.
1: <laughs> now, that's what you do. let's talk about something else. Because I know you've been on this for a while. And, you know, when they took – Because two, I tried to get it. Yeah, when they took to it, you know, they're winning the first two games against Tampa. I'm kind of rolling my eyes and go, it's early, blah, 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 blah. Uh this lineup's got some issues to say the least. Last mm-hmm. night issues is the word you want to use? I think it's I think it's safe to say that uh change your word. Not issues. This lineup has some concerns. Right, that's better. Okay. Issues is a bit strong. There's some concerns about this lineup. And I'm on early maybe you need to bring that. back the home run jacket, Park. Oh, yeah, It's. Bring it back. Would that would that
2: help Vladdy hit more homers? It might. Would that help Bo hit another homer or two? Bo don't like the jacket. He's probably one of the main reasons uh, why the jacket's not there. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't. I don't think that has anything to do give with the quality runner, of their. At-bats. Give me the
1: runners and scoring position numbers well, that well, we were I mean, about. you look. They They're getting, they they're, they're getting with a runners bunch and of position.
2: chances. They're seventh in baseball in chances with runners and scoring position. That's pretty good. It's not like they're not getting dudes no. on base right. That's the very first thing you look at, and the the one th- they're hitting 250, which is 18th with runners in scoring position. The, the, the two stats for me that stand out is obvious. Buck has done a tremendous job in the last couple of days of talking about it. So is Dan uh, bringing it up about the two outs with runners in scoring position. It's the thing. We saw that with Chapman yesterday, the fastballs he misses. I mean, that center cut two-strike heater was as bad a middle-middle as you can get. Now, is he trying too hard? doesn't look to me like he's just missing the baseball. That, that's what I said. There's a lot of luck here involved a little bit. It's about how a guy feels, about how you're seeing a ball off a certain guy. But I get back to that thing, right? You want to win 100 games? You got to get a little bit better with two outs. They're hitting a buck 43. And this is the one thing for me is, and I, and this is why you joke about the home run, Jack, and this is why you tweeted it, which just make me want to throw up in my mouth every time you tweet that. Uh, they're 19th in home runs, hitting home runs with runners in scoring position. And I said this to you, when you're facing people in the really elite dudes, which is what you're going to have to do if you want to make a deep run in the playoffs, even September, even with the balanced schedule, even when you're facing Garrett Cole and Shane McClanahan and you're getting these dudes who are elite, you're not going to string together four, five, six hits. It's just not going to happen. I mean, Kevin Gosman did it last night. It's a fluke. not going to happen. It's going to be rare. Blooping yep. a bomb is how you're going to beat him, right? That's the stat that has to get better. Three homers, which is 19th in baseball, is not good enough. Kevin, it's not. you got to
1: hit more. I'm not focusing on Dalton Varsho, but Dalton Varsho has been in the cleanup spot through 12 mm-hmm. games. He's got one double. He's hitting 200, 4-4-20 with runners in scoring position. Three RBI uh, well, with I, runners in scoring position. Uh, oh. But let's just think, of the, but he, here's why I bring this up, and I, I'm not picking on Dalton Varsho. but here's why I bring it up. He's hitting cleanup. He's hitting cleanup, and <laughs> he's got, got a dude, to two, he's got a dude, two batters in front of him who's always on base. Every day, he's got a dude right in front of him who's on base a lot of the time. He's got a dude in front of the front of the front of the dude Springer who's on base a lot of the time. He's got a number nine hitter who's on base a lot of the time. Mm. I'm, I, again, I am I am not pointing to Dalton Varshall, but in, in in a way I kind of am because that's in the numbers what did, are what glaring. I, what did I say? What
2: did I say to you when the first thing I saw was him hitting clean up? What's the, what did I say? Should have been Brandon Belt. I said Which? why. No, I said, why. yeah, starting the season, that's that's the whole point. Now, this Brandon Belt, obviously not. But to start the season, why you brought him here was early in the season, an experienced guy take a little pressure off the Mm non-experienced guy, which is Dalton Varsho. And instead, they thought highly enough of him to that situation that you just mentioned, him coming up a ton – and that's going to force the hand of the opposing manager to bring in the lefty to face him. We know he no like he breaking ball. Like, he just don't. Like, it's uh, he's hit or miss with that. And that's he's a young guy, not seeing his mechanics and, and his swing is not geared up. It's just a fact. Like, he's trying to find his way. He's trying to find his way out to get off his backside consistently, stay in the big part of the field, create some backspin. I'm not going to say it's early because the expectations with this team are through the roof bats have to get better. Like, that's the point here is you want to be an elite team. And for me, it starts with the big boy hitting third, like the two home runs. I like, look, he he's a, he's an elite hitter, but you know, we, we can, we can say because of who's on base and this guy coming up and yeah, there's going to be some pressure on the four five, six guy to drive in some runs because of who's hitting in front of them, and they're always going to be on base, which they are. Like, that's, that's a Here's, fact. But your best has to be your best, right? And, and
1: it's not just that. Let's. That's I'm going to throw out some other numbers here. Uh, comparing uh, bottom-of-the-order production. Bottom-of-the-order production. I bet it ain't good. It's not. The sixth spot in the order, this is in terms of OPS. Well, guess who hit sixth. Sixth spot in the order was first last year. It's 11th this year. Seventh spot in the order was first last year. Again, this is MLB rank in OPS. It's twenty-fourth this year. Eighth in the order was first last year in OPS. It's twenty-seventh this year. Ninth, which kind of surprised me because Kevin Kiermaier is a thing. Twelfth in 2022, 16th in twenty twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, they're, remember, they're, 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 just
2: remember, you're hitting seventh, eighth, and ninth for a reason.
1: Right, but I remember but, that. But Don't the reason I, I the reason I bring that up is because it 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 just reinforces. How top heavy, how top heavy this it could be. Th- this is a top heavy lineup with yeah, a is. cleanup hitter who's not That's driving in runs. I hey, you which hate you. Bad hate to point, you hate to point the
2: finger at him, but he's sort of the one. He's like the bookend, right? You, got, you yes. got Springer and you got Varsho, and then you got the two big guys in the middle who and, are borderline Hall of Famers already. And, I get and the you're point. trying to
1: figure out how to do something. I get the point because you you know you brought the lefty hitters in here to give you me more balance. Well, at least one at least one to give you more balance. I think the old guy, you really
2: didn't know what you were going to get. But Springer, I mean, Springer, and Kevin is what he is. Yeah. I'm with you. Like it's a, I'm, I mean, sooner than later, they may have to do what you're thinking. Well, I mean, you've been tooting this forever. It's only because
1: there's no, it, it,
2: it's, <clears throat> you play for the beginning that that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, you look at last night, the bases are loaded. <clears throat> that's Vladdy coming up. That's, Chapman coming up, you take your chances every single day with them two dudes coming up with runners on base. So last night, I mean, you get a big
1: hit there. But I mean, they score two or three runs. I'm going to say seven problem, to three or four.
2: A hey, game could be different. That's you, your point.
1: Yeah. I, I, Look, I mean, I've been saying, I, I don't know. It might be too late now. No, do you go no and, it's never too late. Do you go and talk to a guy? What, what's Bo hitting? Bo's hitting, Bo's hitting 373. I'm not going to tell you. I mean, his OPS, gonna his OPS is over. I'm going
2: to say, sir. <laughs> what would you like to do? Would it be okay for the team? if you move to this position i don't think they're there yet mm-hmm. i don't think you want to rock that boat obviously his bats are not going to change he's not going to do anything differently and then of course you're just you trying get... to put more pressure on a dude it's him instead of varsho coming up in that spot that's all it but is but how would right? you okay so how would you that's a good that's a tremendous question i mean you
1: look at the uh, you look at the alternatives varsho hitting going into the number 2 spot would it help him get more fastballs looks to me like he's getting enough fastballs kiermeier going into the number 2 i'm just throwing out names i'm I trying mean, to find examples the line Kiermaier, driver the, the line
2: driver spot? approach to putting pressure cuz he's fast yeah, I mean, so you, I mean, would you bring a lefty in just to face him, and even though you know you're going to have to leave him in to face Vladdy, probably not. So you'd still get the righty if you're Kevin Kiermeier. I mean, that would make a little bit of sense. Again, this gets back to the point that I made. They don't have a cleanup hitter. Ain't got one. You're trying to piece it together. You're trying to play the hot hand. You're trying to get that guy up when it matters the most. This is what I said. When I read these stats off, it's luck. A lot of it is luck about who's the hottest guy, who's seeing the guy the best that you're facing that night. And if you roll around, it just so happens he's coming up in a big moment. Last night it happened. Bases loaded, two outs. Chapman's coming up. He just missed a hater down the middle. It's 95. He's been hammering that pitch. Why is he missing it? That's the thing, right? Is the bats different? Is he overthinking it? You know, he is a he is an iPad guy. Every out, flipping the iPad. Is that too much? I don't know. I'm not in there. I'm saying. I mean, this is probably because of the way the rotations looked. And you need some, you need to score a lot of runs. I mean, this is the American League. Like, there's some there's some top heavy teams. To your point, you've said this a lot, and you're going to have to score tons of runs. And I'm not going to say it's early. I don't believe in that. I think if you're a good team and you have good at bats and you have better players than the other team, you're going to beat them most of the time. Just it seems like right now when it matters the most, those key at bats, those big time at bats, they look off. They look off. Like Vladdy's overswinging He's on his heels. Means the timing's not there. He's not directed to the baseball. He's overthinking. He's trying too hard. Maybe he's guessing too much. There's a lot there. I just mentioned a bunch of things I'm seeing. I haven't even asked him that. So that's the thing, right? Is it, is it, and when do you get, I'm not saying you even get crazy because you're, again, these guys are what they are. But you're going to need some guys, right? You know, the, they obviously are going to have to score some runs, no? Because you got some guys on that stand, like that mound now, who are fighting it, trying to figure some things out and, trying to be competitive to give that offense a chance to run into one and, and beat the other team. So I like Varsho. I think he'll figure it out. But I did say this to you starting the season. Would you be surprised or would I be surprised if he has 215 with 15? Nope. What? But would I be surprised if he has 240 with 30? Nope. He could be either way. Right? Just because he's in between, he really doesn't know who he is. And, oh, by the way, this is not the Diamondbacks. You're trying to win a World Series Pressure. You're getting cleaned up. He cleaned up for the Diamondbacks last year. He didn't even look that up, did he? But I bet he didn't. Not a ton. A remi- maybe fifth.
1: A reminder that uh, we'll be joined by Ricky Tiedemann. I saw you uh, roll your eyes at me, too, by the way. Huh? I saw you roll your eyes at me. Well, no. I mean, it's a, the it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Diamondbacks. This is a different division. I think sometimes I think we overplay that. Dude's trying to get paid. Yeah, I, I mean, they're all trying to get paid. You tell me that. Yeah, it's a different division, but, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I, I
2: think the way he would handle an O for 15 with a Diamondbacks is a little different than the way he would handle an O for 15 here. Maybe. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, you he's know, a quiet he's, guy, he's, he's going to figure it he's, out. He's, but he's I'm facing – a little bit more pressure here to get it going and keep it going. Maybe, that's all I'm saying. Maybe. No. I mean, nobody ever wants to struggle.
1: Yeah. I, pressure thing, I don't I, – that's a hockey thing.
2: Well, Obviously, you've never stood in the box with 40,000 people at the don't, Rogers Center. I have. But I, there's I'm pressure not, there.
1: I'm not, I'm not buying into that. And I'm sure he's I got to pressure. Think, I tend to think that everything you, can be explained by a You don't he's
2: hitting in front of him?
1: Hopefully. Pretty Hopefully. good
2: hitters, all three of them.
1: Uh, Ricky Tiedemann joins us in the next hour. Caleb Joseph as well. We're going to go to the back leg line early today, 416-413-3959, because we're, well, frankly, we're operating on Ricky Tiedemann's schedule today. So we'll go to the back leg line early. And uh, if we have some time left. Yeah, I'm, I don't mean that badly. I'm just saying we are. Yeah. And if we have time left, uh, we'll go back to the back leg line. But the number is 416, 413, 3959. Let's, let's, let's throw this out there. Give me your concerns. Your concerns about the Blue Jays. Rank them in order of priority right now. Rotation or lock of hits with runners in scoring position. Just did it. 416, 413,
2: 39. 3, what? You pitch good, they'll win. All that other stuff will take care of itself. Pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how good this team looks when they have a good starting pitcher. I mean, it's most teams, but it's really that team with the Blue Jays. Kevin
1: Biggio. Ah.
2: Well, we spent a lot
1: of time on that, don't we? Uh, fouled out to the third baseman. It's Terrific play by Bregman. Popped up to the third baseman. Popped up to the shortstop. Flight out to... Center field. Okay, you're right. He is the 26th.
2: I don't know time. what you want me to say anymore.
1: Like I, well, yeah, okay, he's no, but, on the but, team because the manager likes him. Well, okay, and they but,
2: think but he's, Let's
1: let's. The, the, he can the, play the, multiple positions. The four moves they made to give them more balance in this lineup were Varsho, Belt, and Kiermar. Sorry, three moves. Uh, Biggio was already there. Here's my point. If I'm not getting anything from those two guys. From Belt and Biggio. Give me a right handed hitter who can I mean, really. Espino hit a home run last night. I I'm I'm at the I point like where safety. Yeah, I'm just at the point where I don't I don't I mean I don't get it. You know, to me Belt should Vladdy should be at first base. I'd rather have Merrifield DHing and uh and Espino and, and, and Espinol in the lineup. I, I just would. Maybe we're overthinking that. No, I don't think we're overthinking I think maybe they're overthinking it. What, what have you seen from Brandon Belt and, and Kevin Biggio? Again, yeah, it's early in the year, and I'm the guy saying, like, give Brandon Belt time because he's an old dude. He's got to get going, et cetera, et cetera. And I do believe that, but I don't know if I want to give him, like, is he, is he old or is this just Brandon Belt?
2: Like, Brandon Belt's not Barry Bonds. Again, I get back to that thing that I said to you when they signed him. He said twenty homers once. He's driven in eighty runs once. I don't know what. He got. What's the expectations for Brandon Belt? I thought that I thought he's going to start the season, in and clean up, take a little pressure off till the dude gets hot, and then you can put that dude in that spot.
1: No, the ex- that's all I thought. No, uh, uh, this but what's is the The expectations. Thirty. No. Twenty. Ex- the expectations for Brandon Belt is. He's an older guy who should be able to sit in the bench for a while. You talk about that. It's hard. You, 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 it's hard. Sure, to it's do hard. That. It's sure, hard. it's hard. That's but, what I said. What's but what the you, expectations? But what, for what him? do you? What do you need? You need experience to do that. Like this is what I. I was saying. I don't look at Brandon Belt as an everyday player. I don't look oh, at Brandon. No I don't look you, at Brandon Belt that. as as even being a. a you
2: know, yeah, he's three, the twenty fifth guy on a three times game. a week play. Right I just
1: don't. Right now, and I. Is. Anyhow. So what I think, I think, I think what the, the point, is just that you're I making did, did, did is, you can't have
2: both Kevin Biggio and Brandon not Belt on your team at the hell. same time. That's not a, a chance that, in hell. That's what your point
1: is. I mean, give me a God. I mean, give me a right-handed hitter who's going to play some defense. You cannot tell me that this is a stronger team with Belt and Biggio in the lineup that is with, than it is with Merrifield and Espinal, or 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 at least Espinal. No, that's fair. I mean, you just can't. You just can't. I mean, hit.
2: I look. I but, said this. One one for four from Brandon Bell with an RBI single. I'll take that every time he plays. But it's sh- just the that's a good with week for me. I,
1: <laughs> no, I. I just. I. But he. You're right. He's the 25th. 20. Don't know. I just don't know what the expectations are. For him well like clearly I, I clearly there's something because i'm looking at a dude hitting sixth and a team that's supposed to win the al east this year so clearly there's some expectations on him right and he, he's he's hitting sixth and he's playing defense for a gold glover so well i mean clearly I there's, there's expectations there's not, there's on
2: not him. much of a downgrade defensively he is a really really good defender
1: yeah but the, but, so my, that, that's that, but my point that, is that in the the you're ball, not okay there. There is yeah, but there's so no net gain. There's, net year old? I think there's a, no net game to playing him. There's no net game to playing him. Well, you jump ship quick, boy. Like, like two days ago, you were like, let's let this no. play out. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. You uh, but you can let it. You can let it play out. But you don't have to let it play out by giving him a semi regular spot. Like if Brandon Belt can't accept the fact that he is now left the option off the bat against a certain hitter, then, I mean, I'm sorry, that's what he is. That's exactly what he is. I mean, he's, he's an gonna, option I mean, he's against, gonna, he's sorry, gonna, against a certain type not of not going to say
2: no to John Snyder whenever he writes his name in a lineup. No. I mean, he's going to go out there and play. No. I mean, it's not his fault they we're putting his name in the lineup, so you can't really say that. I just, I, further to your point, and Kevin the, the, just the better point is I think it's a tough look when you got Kevin and <sighs> Belt in the lineup at the same time. That's your point, no? Yeah. There you go. You can either, you can have one of them. No. You probably can't have both of them.
1: I'd rather, I'd rather have neither. I'd rather mean, have
2: neither. Okay. I'd rather have neither. That's perfect world. Not, every, not everybody has nine dudes in their lineup that rake. Not everybody. How many teams do? And I'm sure I can go look it up and try and, I bet you I won't get far. The best, who's got the best record in baseball? The Rays. They got one through nine at rakes.
1: Well, they don't have that much of a, they don't have that type of a dramatic drop off.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that's you know, a dramatic.
1: I'm not taking up
2: for, for Kevin Biscio, but I'm just, I, you, we knew this. Yeah. yeah. Coming into this, I know. It's not, it's not Kevin Bichot's fault that he's getting an opportunity to play.
1: No, manager it's loves not. him. Manager loves him. They so see a value all I'm in him. That's saying.
2: That's why it's very hard for me to come on here and, and, and be Anyhow. hard on Kevin because it's not like he's not trying. So, I mean, it's, well, it's not, 20, not being hard. I mean, there's, 20, nothing wrong. There's, nothing
1: wrong, there's nothing wrong with saying that the guy's not that the, the the guy hasn't been able to contribute and, and he's not hitting 6th. So you can be harder on the guy hitting
2: 6th than you can the guy hitting 8th. The yeah, guy's yeah. hitting 8th for a reason. 416-413-3959.
1: No, hell no. <laughs> Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 the Fan, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans.
3: The Fan Morning Show with Alish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert.
4: Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: What? Right. You need
1: a hug? I don't need a hug. No, I don't need a hug. Now you got me all, all head up. All head up. Got me all head up about. What are you talking about? Second base. Well, you're
2: picking on a guy hitting eighth. Oh, he's, hitting eighth. he's hitting eighth. for a reason. He's gonna tell you. Got a spot in the lineup. Okay. I think I hit eighth once.
1: And well, this is true. In the four
2: National one, League, that's I I don't think I ever. I don't think the, the back pitcher leg ever, line. If the pitcher would ever hit in front of I'm me, go I would have quit.
1: We got trivia. Really? Absolutely. We've got uh, trivia manager, tickets to give is. away later on in the show as well. <laughs> kidding me? Uh, 8-10 is the first pitch tonight. Chris Bassett against Jose Urquidy. Tomorrow is Jose Barrios against Luis Garcia. Then the Jays have a day off, and then they go to New York where it gets easier. <laughs> yeah. Take on the Yankees. Your boy
2: Barrios.
4: <laughs> my boy
2: Barrios. Well, you got two now. Kevin and Barrios. No, but Which one are you hitching your wagon to?
1: I've never hitched my well, way. You cabin.
5: did. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, that's the exact opposite. I, I've i been telling you to be patient with burritos. and built. Well, yeah, you have no choice. Well, that's you, the whole thing with here. I, okay, here you're is, so, you're, I you're, don't want to, go, you're talking out no. both sides of your mouth. No, now. I'm not. No, you I'm are. not. What? I said, well, well you just, because <laughs> you just said he's 100 and he can't be hitting six for me. And then you said, be patient. Well, which side he, is it? Yeah, no, oh, he, he he can be in my team as a twenty-six guy. He just can't be in my team along with Kevin Biggio. Like I'll have him sit as better way I, to say I, it. I'll, have him, I'll have him sit his ass on the bench. I'll, I'll have him sit his ass on the bench for four games and then come up when I then need him to pinch up it he'll go for four or three. punch Doesn't matter. And you know what? And he'll be the he'll be the He'll be he'll be the he'll be the twenty he'll be the twenty-six guy in the team he'll be the twenty-six guy in the team when he plays. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, here's the thing. You know that lefty, righty, no. lefty thing. That's what they're trying let me to ask me there. You this. Yeah, well, that's dumb. Let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this. Thought we were going the back leg line. Move on a minute. <laughs> Chances of happening. Uh, Brandon Belt being productive uh, as just let me finish as uh, as off the bench <laughs> as a bench guy. Kevin Biggio being productive. What 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 what's a beer? What is there a better chance? Well, what's the definition June. of productive? Well, June. Who, what's the what's the what's the definition? Three hundred average. Is there any 240? chance forty? Is there any chance Kevin Biggio gets better? Oh boy, you just. Is there any up. chance he's better than what he is? No. Is there any chance that Brandon? There's always a chance. what's he hitting? Is there is there any chance? Like, that- there's always a better chance he's going to hit better than one thirty eight. So the answer to your question is yes. Yeah,
2: he's he, hitting one thirty eight. Yeah, he So be, yeah, he was two twenty.
1: One forty five is better.
2: Two twenty. So yeah, again, I, yeah. Brandon Belt. If you sit Brandon Belt over there for three or four days and expect him to come off and be productive, you got no chance. Okay, then get rid of him. You got. I would find. I would think that it would. That would probably happen before they'd sit him over All there right. for three or four days. That's Fine. We're gonna find out. They're gonna face a bunch of righties here coming up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we're gonna find out. We'll because find he's out. He's
1: gonna get some opportunities. And again, but I, I will say, with an older
2: dude, there there is the don't over don't don't overthink the older dude thing. Like, as as good as they take care of themselves now and... and okay, all right. So it so doesn't matter. Not, I mean, he's not, Age he's doesn't not matter. 50.
1: Let's go to the back
2: leg Is line. Is he 50?
1: Let's go to the back leg line. 30's the new 50. Bucky <laughs> and Kitchener has some questions.
3: Kevin, uh, you're talking about uh, Godman, um pitching Gossip. from the stretch versus the windup. Uh, on average, how many miles Gossip? off of a fastball or a, you know, a hard slider comparative windup versus stretch... And as a batter in the box, when a pitcher is pitching from the stretch, how do you adjust your approach? And are you looking for something different than when he is in the windup? Have a great day, guys.
2: Uh, Go Jace. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, the, the first part of that is none. I used, to, I used to be the guy that thought that you might throw harder from the windup because you have more momentum. And then I've seen these elite guys – do nothing but pitch from the stretch, and throw located 98 with movement. So that's thrown out the window. I will say I was a much – I'm just speaking for me. I was a lot better hitter when a guy was from the stretch than from the windup because it's hard to watch the flow of his windup, see release point, time that up, than it is that simple, I lift the leg, I see the ball, he throws it at you. From the stretch. So, to answer your question, I don't think it has anything to do with velocity or break. Because if it did, they wouldn't do it. They would do a wind-up. They, they do the stretch thing, Gosman, Manoa, because it's repeatable. I can do the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm not tipping my pitches. A lot of dudes think in a wind-up, they tip their pitches. Jose Barrios, why do you think mm-hmm. he does it? Nothing but from the stretch now. Two reasons. Repeatable. He can locate a little bit easier, and he doesn't think he's get, he's tipping pitches now. And it
1: makes so it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because the, the more opportunity you have to see the ball before it's delivered to you, the greater as the as a hitter, the as greater hitter. the chance you're going to yeah, be able yeah, to like, see with like the
2: pitch. It's very hard to look for a spot instead of a guy going through a windup and actually following his windup. Right when he lifts his hands, you're following his hands. Like you're wanting to follow the baseball instead of when he's out of the stretch. I'm looking for the same spot over and over and over again.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether that's wrong or right, it's a fact. He's in a wind-up. I'm following his wind-up, and I'm trying to time that up, right, with whatever thing negative back that I'm doing. I try and time that up through the wind-up. Out of the stretch, he's basically lifting his leg. I have you, a better flow with my mechanics just like
1: he does. And do timing. you think? Do you think because of the pitch clock we will see more? Pitchers going to the going to the stretch or fewer pitchers? Yeah, going you would think. Th- you would think, you would think. Just just hypothetical. I'm just
2: wondering. Conditioning wise, maybe. It's a lot. That's a lot in a hurry. I'm doing it and I'm getting it over with. Yeah. Right, I'm going through a windup. Yeah, but I think if you're married to a windup and you're really good with it and you can repeat it and you're not giving it away and you're not thinking you're tipping something, you know, Barrios was doing that thing last year where. Uh, he would put his hands in one spot when he threw the slurve and another spot when he threw the fastball. He'd lift his hands a certain Wasn't there also something the with the mouth guard? Uh, yeah, he would hang it out when he's throwing a slider.
1: He'd chew on it when he's throwing a. Fa- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? He doesn't have it this year, I don't think. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying. I don't think he has it, but I do remember. Well, I do remember. Top, you're on top of that. No, I remember the
2: little things they do when they're struggling. Right? It's a that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds silly, right? Uh, but I it's, right. It's, it's I it's remember somebody in
1: the organization telling me that they that, that, and Hazel did, they did a thing on it. it. And Hazel did a thing on it. That's right.
2: Listen to Hazel; she'll tell you everything you need to know. Bob in Edmonton.
3: All the crap about Manoa and the pitch clock. What's the deal? It takes 500 at bats. The league figures you out. 500, you have to figure out how to adjust.
4: Third 500, you're, that's what you're going to be. What about pitchers? He had some success. The league's figured him out. Now
3: it's his turn to figure out the league, is it not? Give it a break. It's good for the kid. He needs a little adversity to see if he can get his head wrapped around how to get better again.
2: I mean that's more of a comment than a question, right?
1: Yeah. Was he asking? Uh, the question? You know what? I, I don't not a, know
2: who who he was directing. Well, that I think too. he
1: was talking about you know the, the talk about the pitch clock and everything like that with Manoa. And adversity here's the thing, you know what? Actually, adversity's not good. Yeah, he seems to not like it. Yeah. Adver- you see, you they're, can they're, see they're,
2: that I mean you can yell and some, scream at your TV all yeah, you yeah, want yeah. and yeah. say he needs to go through this and yeah, make you a no. better man when you get a little old enough. It, no, it, it doesn't. I stunk a lot in baseball. Yeah. No, it doesn't doesn't makes you a lesser baseball player. Nobody likes that, especially when the expectations for you are to carry a team to a World Series. And that's the expectations for him. And when it falls off the tracks, the only- I, for me, I think it has nothing to do with the league's made an adjustment to him.
1: No, I don't either. I don't think it's got – I think it's got – I, I
2: really do don't. That. I mean, I, I'm sure they're trying to figure all these things out. And maybe who was it, Bob? Maybe
1: Bob's right. And we also we've actually got to stop calling it a sophomore slump because he did pitch in twenty games the year before his first year. Like it's a this second,
2: is the second, second full season. Twenty, season, okay. 20 games second, is pretty. Full, second 20, full games of,
1: twenty games. Twenty uh, games. Twenty games is, is slumps. Is a a slumps. But the point is, you know, the I think Bob I, just yelled at you right there. I, I don't give it. That's good. <laughs> I'd rather. I don't. It's just odd yelling well, maybe, at someone yeah. in a voicemail, <laughs> voice note. Uh, four, one, six, four, one, three, nine, five, nine. If you want to yell at Barker or myself, <laughs> feel free to, uh, yeah, give it a break because we'll be going, I, I will say this though. I do agree. The The one thing I do agree with is I think it's, I think it's good for a young player. I think it's part of your growing process as a young player or a pitcher to learn how to handle failure. Because that's, why they, the, you're that's gonna, why they have the minor leagues. Thank you. I mean, that's why you. That that's why exactly. you have all
2: those levels. That's why they're not trying yeah. to rush it, Ricky Tatum up here. I, you know, because they want him to stink in the minor leagues to figure that out, go through it.
1: So when he went through it, now that when he goes through, because you're gonna go through it up here, and it's just he a matter. Really and and It's it's not how do you just, fix it quicker? Yeah, it's not just a matter of results. It's on a day when you don't have this pitch. How do you yeah. I mean and you'd rather you you'd rather do that in New Hampshire? An inning, like last night. Exactly. You'd rather do that yeah. in New Hampshire than in the majors. And if you talk to dudes who are in Alec the Alec ma- Manoa ever
2: struggled in the minor leagues, Jeff?
1: I, I don't know. I didn't know see his minor league starts, but um if you I, I guarantee if you went up to Alec Manoa today and said, hey, enjoying the the learning <laughs> experience, you know what you'd get. <laughs> Alec, how's that learning experience uh, working for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good for you. I got your learning experience right here. Cam in New Zealand.
4: Hey, uh, this is Cam here from New Zealand. Awesome. Um, and I just had a question for Barker. Barker, um, oh, should I've been replay that later. Danny Jensen's sort of game-calling and catching I ability. And I was just wanting to know, is that something that you think would be a learnable skill for someone like Kirky? Like, or, or is it one of those ones where it's more of a natural thing that you either have it or you don't? You, um, go- really enjoy the show, guys. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh,
1: Talk to you later. We got it. Love that accent. He called him Bakker. I want to hear it again. I do. I'm serious. I love this accent. New Zealand accent. You're going to answer the Virginia accent. It's going to be
2: great.
4: Um, and I just had a question for Bakker. Um...
2: Okay, Cam, we're having Caleb Joseph on. And the the answer to this, would I think, can only be answered by a former catcher. We will will ask about learning how to game call. I I do think it's a little odd that they, when people are struggling, they don't go to Kirky. They go to Danny Jansen. You can look at that any way you want to look at it. But for me, they seem to think that when it comes to game calling, it'll be okay. You know, whenever you need a little rub on your shoulder and a little slap in the face, like Danny Jansen's the guy to do it. I'll ask Caleb. Cam, it's a great question. Can you learn it? You can learn anything. I mean, absolutely. It, will it be tougher to learn when your team's trying to win a World Series and they're trying to win the American League East and you got some really good or good teams, which will make it tougher if you go on a losing streak? Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm going to ask. That's a tremendous question, yeah. and I, we will get to the bottom of that.
1: And, you know, it's interesting. It's actually the timing of that question question is great, not just because we're having Caleb on, but because you look at the guy, the guy across the field with the Astros and Martin Maldonado. He's got it. He's can't made a ball for tea. He's, he's made a, he's made a <laughs> yeah. career out of that's being. not lie about it. No, but he's made a but career man. out of being. Like, we, is there a guy you'd want behind? Now that Yadier Molina has retired. That's a great point. Is there a guy you'd rather have behind the plate? Big game. Must win game. I, JT Realmuto is obviously a much better offensive catcher. <laughs> that, that's true. But I got game seven. I got a win. Is there somebody you'd want behind the mound more than Martin? Or behind the plate more than Martin? I, I can't think of one. No. Fair, I can't think of one. Fair. Providing some, providing, I got someone else to hit the walk off home run in the ninth that's inning. That's okay, but yeah, he's a, he's not there
2: to hit. No, what he gives you there is gravy. I, I'm with you. I, I think I think that's a that can you learn it? Again, remember Kerky. Kerky mm-hmm. went from a ball to the big leagues. How much learning did he get in the minor leagues? Yeah. I'll say it zero. And you he's know why he to got learn there because he, rake. he rakes. Yeah, he goes line to line. So yeah, it's tougher. Because the competition up here and people like me and you and Cam and Bob go on lighting people up when it looks the way it's been looking. That's sort so yeah, the expectations and those things about getting all the numbers, pushing all the right numbers all at the right time, it's a little harder at this level. Everything's bigger up here. The lights are brighter. And when you don't do it at the minor league level and you're trying to come up here and learn it on the fly and get big time pitchers through some big time moments, and oh by the way, do it in a hurry. You got 15 mm. seconds. I don't care if he stinks, figure it out. Cam, it's a tremendous question. We will ask, we will have this conversation
1: in about 12 minutes. We'll ask Caleb too, about whether or not the, uh, whether or not the, the, um, you know, the pitch timer has changed, has has changed the way we view catchers and sort of getting a pitcher, getting a pitcher, getting a pitcher through as well. Um, the, 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 catching, the catching position has really undergone an evolution in the game, though. I mean, honest to God, you know, framing pitches. Everybody, there have always been catchers who've been very good at. St- we used to call it stealing strikes for your pitcher, Trick or, or or not or not costing your pitcher strikes, which is the other thing, being quiet so you don't that, cost. I that for me your, is
2: more important than I, stealing the. I'm spectrum.
1: I'm with you yeah, on right. that entirely.
2: But don't give away strikes.
1: But now we can quantify it, and I think that the catching position has undergone a bit of a uh, it's it's undergone a bit of an uh, of an evolution. I mean, we've got it to the point now where you can this is one of the reasons that we had Morgan Sourd on. He said one of the reasons that baseball doesn't or probably won't go to a, a complete automatic or automated balls and strike system is because the players association isn't in favor of it because you've got a group of of Pit, or you've got a group of players now, catchers who are getting paid because they can frame pitches. They just are, um, but yeah, it, it's you know. Look, the, when the Jays made the decision to move Gabriel Moreno for Dalton Varsho, the part of the thought process was that uh, that these two guys could, you know, and they can. They, these two guys are going to be the guys through this championship window.
2: They, they can, and I. And right? it's very hard for me too because <laughs> the other guy, they're not throwing the baseball. They're just helping you line it up to where you want it to go. They're not the one locating it and have to be mechanically sound and have to have a good release point. They're not the ones doing that. It's hard for me to always to blame the catcher, but it's just funny how whenever something goes the way it's not supposed to go, who they go to, but I they don't go to.
1: We know the answer. You've explained it. And and Danny's a more, Danny's a more athletic catcher. He can spread those legs and give you a wider target and, and, Alejandro Kirk can't do that. He can't do that. He's a a one-knee dude and very small, very small target. But, you know, the organization knows that. Like, this this didn't just. He's here to hit and catch one guy. Yeah. Basically. And the one guy isn't pitching well right now. That's early. It's early. But, you know, it's. I, I threw this out to you the other day. You know, if, if Manoa keeps scuffling, I said, "Do you? Might you? Could you?" Put Jano behind the plate with him.
2: I mean, if you're if you want to if you want to throw panic move to the, against the wall and have everybody, it would be noticing absolutely after the year that Manoa came off of and who called him and who called him in the All Star game. And you and can't,
5: Danny can't man, catch, Danny can't catch, every, Danny <clears throat> can't
1: catch everybody. Boy. Yeah, you just can't.
2: I mean, would it make that much of a difference? I I mean I mean it's velocity and it's non competitive pitches and it's mechanics. He's a big, I mean a news flash. He's a big dude. He pitches from the stretch. Here's something. He's the one that tells you if you watch the games about finish. Here's something. Like where do you finish? Stop finishing to the first base side all the time. He does it. Here's I'm not something. I'm not
1: saying Here's it. Something. He says it to you. Get a vet veteran catcher in here, make curky your everyday boy. DH. And you know, away we go. Well, you are all of a sudden.
2: Sixteen games in,
1: and you, I just you, thought you gotten thought rid of belt. You gotten rid of belt. I've not gotten Kevin rid of belt.
2: Biggio, see
1: ya. Well, Kurky, yeah, I yeah. Mean, thanks for coming. Newsflash: Cavin Biggio's been something that I've been wondering about for a while. And belt, as I said, you belt, wonder hard belt, about the twenty-sixth guy. I'm just well, yeah. When the twenty-sixth and twenty-fifth guy He's are not the reason
2: are, why I, they lost last night, it, was, it didn't help. The twenty-sixth, no, when, when the twenty six
1: when the twenty-sixth and twenty-fifth guys are both not doing anything and they're supposedly there to provide balance like i said I, I i'm consistent with brandon belt bring him in here he's he's my he's a pinch hitter he's a lefty bat that's We're all right. he is he can play first base for me in an emergency situation that's it so i don't you, so need you to want have like, a you want
2: like seven pinch hit homers from him you ain't getting that i'll take six you'd have a better You <laughs> yeah, ain't right. getting that. I, you know how hard that is play? to do? Especially to, today's age. You ever watch Jordan Romano throw? Kevin, he throws
1: 99 to Kevin. a hundo. He throws dumb sliders. So, here's the thing. You tell me you can't get... No, you, no, you, 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 no, no, let me finish. Because you want some something that's, that's a no, lot no. to ask you don't, for. You don't, you don't want a young guy to do it because it's the hardest thing in the world for a young guy to do is sit over there for five days and hit. Who do you... I, and Now you
2: got a guy... No, I, I have everyday guys and I have guys that are coming off the bench. Well, he's not, he should that's not be I an have. everyday guy. Well, there you go. And he's not.
1: Wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's not played every day. He's a semi-regular. He shouldn't be a semi-regular. He should be a dude off the bench, period. And I'm not certain he should be getting four at-bats a game either. Throwing it out there. Well, what happens when he does start raking? You going to apologize? No, because then I'm going to say, remember, I told you, you have to be patient with him. I'm not. I see what you did. I am not You're saying on the fence. I am not <laughs> saying you get rid of them. I'm not saying you get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, what it sounds like. Kevin, you can. Bob, you heard it too. Kevin, <laughs> I might be time to move on from. I'm not saying you get rid oh, of Bill, but boy. I'm not. I'm not saying you expect anything either. It's not that complicated. Jesus, it's not. Caleb, Joseph, and Ricky Tiedemann are next. That's not complicated either. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The fans, Sportsnet 360. Mom, I'm sorry. And wherever you get your favorite
4: podcast. And I just had a question for Baca.
1: Covering the Raptors in depth like no one else. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe
4: and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, we've got tickets to give away. We always have tickets to give away. We've got tickets Did you buy? to give away. Hmm? Did you buy them? No. How much are tickets now? Are they a lot? I, mean, I, does anybody I buy, ask. does it. anybody buy tickets anymore? Do they just like buy admission to go and drink in the Corona rooftop? That's patio 20 bucks. And all
2: that? Right? I don't know. You can roam anywhere you want for 20 bucks.
1: Sure looks like people are having fun. I might, they are. It's, I might have to try it, it sometime. Cool. No, no you won't. No, you're, no, you're scared. I'm scared. Boo, Blair! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're the boo, one boo, you're, boo. you're the one that says nice
2: take on belt. Boo
1: <laughs> You're the one that
2: says You can't
1: take it. You're the You've one been the worst baseball player ever. You're the one that says I, you don't like people. Can every you, time can I say you something a every Jeff time Blair, I say something to you, you go, I don't like
2: people. Can you blank can you like can people. you imagine like you as a baseball player going four for twenty, nah, the runners in scoring no. position, and the Jeff Blair of your city just lights you up and you hear it. How would you have taken that?
1: Spell my name right. Pronounce it right. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, you're not a writer. That's all I care about. Pronounce you're you're it right. a ball player. Pronounce it right. You'd be cuddled up in the corner. Nah, I wouldn't Calling even call Calling a buddy. I'm going to jump.
1: <laughs> I'd be going on Twitter. I'd be going on Twitter. <laughs> would you? Yeah, I'd be going on Twitter. Yeah, that solves everything. I'd be going on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> defending myself.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm better than this. <laughs> Do we have Caleb
1: Joseph? <laughs> Bring you Caleb. know it. Oh, Caleb Joseph. There, he is. there he is. The man, the myth, the legend. Oh boy! Hey, I got an idea. I think if they bring the home run jacket back, it's going <laughs> to cure everything with this team. What do you think?
3: It. Oh, goodness. Oh, of course. Yeah, why not? At this point, why not? Why not? Just <laughs> bring it back. If they start hitting homers, bring it back. Bring back a, a pony inside the clubhouse for all I care.
2: <laughs> hey, Caleb, no, seriously. this well, I'm this, serious. This, no, you weren't. Oh. This early in the season. Should we even be looking at runners in scoring position
1: stats? Uh,
3: probably not. Here's the thing. The the thing with me is that they have opportunities. That's a, a really good thing. Yep. That's it, it, the, a lot of them. Yep. And now it's just over time, you're going to convert, right? Um, the, the fact that they have opportunities over and over and over, I, I think that's a huge sign for this club. Now it's just a matter of, Finding those guys that can produce runs. One of the reasons I kind of selfishly like Bichette in that four hole is because he's a run producer. So there's an art to producing Ooh. runs. I know a lot of people. A lot of people don't think that's a real thing, and it's just a byproduct of who who hits in front of you and what team you play on and all that stuff. But driving in runs is an art, and there's a lot of people that are really good at it. You look, up, you look across the, the way, Jose Abreu, that guy is a run yeah. producer. I mean, he just knows how to produce a run. So, hopefully the Jays can can uh, can lock into some of those guys and, and start producing because they're getting a lot of opportunities.
2: Pan, panic move if they moved around the order this early in the season, and if they did, who would hit second?
3: Uh, no, not a panic move at all. I mean, we already saw John Schneider move around uh, Chapman once he kind of got hot. And, look – <laughs> the reality of it is the lineup should be, be fluid. It should be fluid. There may be a couple guys that really start to feel like they're in a certain spot where they get comfortable hitting around certain people. But I mean, I love the fact that you can play the hot hand and start to match up. Like, well, if, if the club is going to match up uh, on paper, with uh, swing angles and and uh, and spin rates and all this stuff, well, why why wouldn't we match up the lineup to be the best statistically as well, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think yeah, you think you've got to be able to maneuver in and out of that. I probably would go with Varsho just because of the on base capabilities. You got to believe that Springer would be at first base quite a bit. You got a big hole open there. Maybe he uh, hooks some balls into that hole. He's good on base, keeping the line moving. Uh, I would probably put Bichette at fourth. I just I think the guy, especially the way he's swinging it right now in terms of a lot of uh, singles and doubles. Yeah, that to me is like run producing type abs. Now if he starts, you know, kind of getting the head out and start, you know, starts getting it out in front a little bit and starts to really try and power some stuff. You got a really, really special guy in that four hole.
2: You you said to me before, play the big inning, right? Play for the big inning. You're not you're not trying to get the extra bat for Bo. You're trying to play for the big inning. It's like the third inning last night. You know, you have Bo coming up instead of somebody else. He runs into one. That could be a different game, right? Seven to one. He runs into one. Maybe it's seven to four or seven to five. Now you got an opportunity to run the starter out. Dusty has to make some moves early in the game. I, this is what I want to ask you. Now, we, we've had me, me and Jeff's had a little argument. I don't know if it's even an argument. No, because uh, I'm right. About Brandon Belt. And, and I'm, you know, uh, look. Brandon Bell for me is what he is. The expectations, I don't even know what they are. He was your cleanup hitter I, coming yeah, into the year. Yeah, air. because they Which don't have they don't is. have one. Like they, they don't have a cleanup hitter. They're playing the hot hand. We've had this conversation. You're, you're having a guy in Varshow hitting cleanup who didn't hit cleanup last year, ever, for the Diamondbacks. Who is well, a who was right. not as good a team as the Blue Jays. And you're trying to win a World Series with a guy that, you know, quite frankly. It is in certain situations, the dudes are hitting in front of you sometimes are more important than you actually trying to have it good at bat. But Brandon Bell, if you're right. catching and he's hitting, give me a light at the end of the tunnel thing here. Are you seeing anything from him that would tell you? He did get the head out last night in his last at battle, 98. I mean, i give you a little something to, you know, be happy about. Is there any something if you're catching and he's coming to the plate, is he still an easy out or does he look like he's coming out of it? At least a little, maybe.
3: Yeah, I think it's I think it's slowly but surely coming out of it. You look at his last homestand; he hit a couple balls really hard, a couple nice doubles to the opposite field, and that's what I saw when I played with him back in the Arizona Fall League. Of course, that was many many years ago. But most fastballs, you know, are going to go to left center. He's got that good inside out left left center stroke, and then most breaking balls are going to be towards right center. He does have a really good batter's eye, so he he's not going to swing at balls. He's going to uh, he's going to make them throw strikes. The problem is they're, they're throwing him a lot of strikes (laughs) because they don't think that he can make really solid contact over and over and over. But I talked to him in the clubhouse and uh, you know, he just said, we got to remember too, and it's not an excuse, but we got to remember the first week of, of your first season outside of somewhere you've never played before it is it's a lot i mean this guy spent his entire career in san francisco and i talked to him he said you know what like moving countries moving my wife my kids this was this was a big change i mean he spent. i think it was like 12 or 13 years in san francisco and he is not an excuse guy he is not that guy um but it was a lot and i remember the first year that i played outside of baltimore when i was there for 12 years it was it was a shock it was just you're trying to get to know people you're trying to fit in i think he's going to turn the corner and I really like the fact that he can, he can go one for 20 and still get on base four or five times. Like, can you run like he used to? No, but he's still passing the baton. So, like you said, belt is what he is. He's going to give you some really good clutch ABs as the season progresses. And to ask for him to hit 30, I, I'm not sure. But he's going to give you some really good ABs and good clutch crunch time. He's going to win some games for this club as the season rolls on.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you're <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Huh? So you're sorry? I'm the one that's been telling you that you gotta <laughs> wait and be patient. I'm just saying that part of my patience doesn't involve having him in the lineup. Him hey, and Vigio
2: at, at the same time. At the same time, point. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: He, he pick, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, well, here's the thing. I'm this, willing. This I'm willing to run. wait for Brandon Belt. I'm willing to wait for Brandon Belt. I'm not willing to wait for Kevin. That's easiest. That's the only way I can put it. Yeah. That's the only way.
3: Yeah. And I, I get it. And and you know what? This is this is part of the the kind of not growing pains, but this is part of the repercussions of trading Teoscar. You know, I mean, to get Varsho, amazing, but this is just part of the of the deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Teoscar, big middle of that order of the bat, and this is that he's a run producer. It it just so you gain in a, a couple other areas, you lose in a little a little bit different spot on the lineup. But yeah, the, I mean, this is kind of a spot that Teoscar would hold, and so it's just part of it.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was interesting hearing Kevin Gossman talk after his his outing yesterday. The you know the seven run first, where it's kind of the first time using. It's kind of the first time since the pitch timer came in that he had an inning that a lot of guys have where it's just things are getting hit and it's just not right, and you got to right. grind it out. And I I told Barker at the start of the show, man, I'll tell you what, he is the only dude in this team who gets lit up for seven runs in the first inning and is out there to start the fifth. that's a good point. Like, there's nobody else. There's no other starter in this team that happens to. But it was interesting hearing him talk afterwards, Caleb, about the pitch clock. And it wasn't an an excuse. What he was saying is, you know, maybe I need to take advantage of the disengagements, right? Maybe I need to step off. uh, Maybe I need to throw over a couple of times things of this nature. And he talked about how once it kind of got going – And, you know, you realize that essentially you've only got one pitch because they're not swinging at your splitter. It's like you could tell watching that, couldn't you, that that the pitch timer really was having an impact on him there.
3: It was. And that park in general, just something about it. I can tell you played eight seasons at that park, went to eight, eight to 10 different road trips at that park. And I don't think I've been a part of a single winning series. Now, when I was playing, we know exactly why that was happening. May may or may not have been some trash can banging Mm -hmm. uh, going on around there, but something about that park, the fans are on top of you. It just, they got the weird Crawford box. They've got that dude in the overalls that sits up in left field on the train tracks. And every time they hit something, a home runner, a double, they shoot off this massive cannon and your heart just starts palpitating. You're like, oh, my goodness, I think I just had a heart attack. Like, yeah, that place gets rowdy. And more than any other park in the big leagues, even more than New York, even more than Boston, when they start rolling, it is literally a train track that is on the train, like they have in left field, that you just Mm -hmm. can't stop. And I've never seen a park like it. Something about the fans. It's probably that lineup, too, though, right? Yeah, lineup. that
2: lineup when they're healthy, too.
1: (laughs)
3: It's all of the above. Yeah. It's the fans, the park, the lineup. It's And, and now you add, you're add you adding in an element of the pitch timer. And Remember, this is the first time that he's really kind of had his back against the wall. And yeah. like you said, there's nobody on that rotation that would get into the fifth like, like he has. But you've seen some guys this year use the disengagement. They've used the step-offs. You know, Bassett has done it a number of different mm-hmm. times. He did it in his last start at least four or five times. And those veteran guys, that's the biggest difference for me is – how are these veteran guys who have pitched a certain way in terms of being able to step off, take some time around the, the the mound to really gather. And that's how you slow the game down. And when I was in the minor leagues, guys were taught to slow the game down. They had different ways to do it. And it was a huge emphasis. Well, now that's just gone. That's totally gone. So this was his first time uh, kind of being up against that. And it's a learning curve, but you know, like you said, it, if you give up seven, I mean, he was one pitch away in that seventh inning from being out of it with two runs. He had two strikes against Pena and it yes. gets the catcher's interference. And he's a ground ball candidate. He had him with a good split. He check swung, got Danny Jansen, and then you just kind of start that big inning. So it was a little bit of a free gift there. Uh, and he could have easily gotten a ground ball, been two, two runs, and then kind of went forward, but it unraveled. And that's what that team does over there in Houston. They take advantage of the mistakes, but. For him to go into the fifth was phenomenal. To save the bullpen, to give them a chance, the rest of the two games this series—that that was really good.
1: Uh, we got a call from uh, a listener, Cam in New Zealand, who wanted to talk about Jansen and Kirk, and it uh, and it was great because we knew we were having you on. So we're going to play it for you. I'd like you just to to listen to it if you could, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll question you about it. Lance, can you play it, please? I
4: had a question for Barker. Um, I was just—I've been looking at. Danny Jensen's sort of game calling and catching ability. And I was just wanting to know, is that something that you think would be a learnable skill for someone like Kirky? Or, or is it one of those ones where it's more of a natural thing that you either have it or you're done? Um, really enjoyed the show, guys. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later.
1: Yeah, Caleb, it was an interesting question about, uh, you know, Kevin and I talked about this. Like, it, it's... you know, it's almost like got an issue, let Danny catch, you know, call 1-800-JANSEN and, you know, and operators are standing by. Um, But I think his point was, you know, can a guy like Kirk become that type of a guy?
3: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to take a lot of time. And we got to remember, go back and look at the back of Kirk's baseball card. There's not a lot of minor league experience and there's not a lot of games caught at catcher. And it takes a long time to figure out how to manage the game in terms of sequencing. Yes. Do they have the scouting reports? Absolutely. Do they have Pete Walker and and all of the, the khakis out there coming up with a really good game plan? Yes. But that game plan is only as good as what the pitcher gives you that day. And you don't even know that after a bullpen session. I can't tell you how many times I had guys that had. Really nice bullpen sessions didn't get out of the first inning. Guys on the flip side who had horrible bullpen sessions and went seven shutty and It's all about managing situations, putting your pitchers in positions to succeed, and sometimes you have to call the wrong pitch to the wrong location to the wrong batter to get that pitcher back on track and I think that's what you see a little bit more with Jansen than Kirk is that he has a little bit more of those experiences, and I remember being uh 30 years old looking in the mirror one day after my 3rd year in the big leagues going you know what after 3 full se- full seasons in the big leagues i feel like i finally know how to call a game 3 full seasons in the big leagues and i played 6 seasons in the minor leagues catching 100 games a year and so that's how much seasoning it really takes like you you know how to physically call the game but understanding the sequences and and certain patterns and knowing those hitters truly like the back of your hand, and I will tell you this one thing that is making pitch calling, I think, a little bit difficult for some of these younger guys. They have so much information, okay, that sometimes it's paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. Some guy, sometimes a guy is up there, and he is late as all get out on a fastball, yet the information they have says, hey, with two strikes, you throw this pitch because 87% of the time, it's a it's 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 the re- recommended pitch, which is good. It's a recommendation, but sometimes that hitter's telling you something totally different. So learning how to manage both your gut, what the hitter's telling you, and what the scouting report is, that takes time and experience. So I don't think it's fair to just say, man, just put Danny Jensen back there, and everything's going to be okay, because Kirk, he, he doesn't call a bad game. He doesn't call a bad game. Plus, you got to remember too, you're. See, your signaling and your sequences is only as good as the execution of the pitcher. You can call the perfect pitch, and if they throw it on the wrong side of the plate or they throw it down the middle, that's not your fault. But can it be learned? Yes. And how is it learned? It's learned through experiences.
2: Take, take me inside a veteran catcher. We, we're going to have Ricky Tiedemann on in about 15 minutes. And, I, and I, if you were, say, catching Ricky Tiedemann's first big league start, First, first big league start. Yeah. And what what would tell you from Ricky Tiedemann, he's twenty We'll forget about the age. Age doesn't mean as much now as it did when me and you played. It was a big deal then, you know, experience and yada, yada. That's not as big a deal. But if you were catching him, what would tell you that Ricky Tiedemann is what everybody wants Ricky Tiedemann to be? Uh,
3: first off, Can he stay ahead and get ahead? Can he get ahead in the count? Can he stay ahead in the count? And how many pitches can he get ahead and stay ahead in the count with? Is it the fastball? Is he strictly a fastball guy? Can he flip that slider over? Can he throw an 0-0 changeup to a right-handed and make it strike to strike? So Mm -hmm. the ability to be in the zone, the ability to move it from in the zone to out of the zone with two strikes. And then one of the biggest things is how quality can your 2-1 or 1-0 count swing counts is B swing counts. When yep. you have a guy that, that, uh, that you're behind in the count and you know, I need a quality off speed pitch here. Can they make it a good strike to corner pitch versus just right down the middle? And that's going to be the biggest challenge for him when he does eventually get to the big leagues is you can throw a two Oh slider in the, in the Eastern league. And a guy's going to fly immediately Two zero slider in the big leagues. It better be a quality or else they're going to, they're going to be able to do some damage. But his ability to get in the zone and stay in the zone, especially when he's behind in the count, that to me is the biggest thing because the stuff's gonna play. Yeah. He looks like a, a young Chris Sale to me in terms of the action. Mm-hmm. But when you're catching guys like that, you just want to know how many options do I have, so I don't feel boxed into a into a, into a corner. Because last thing you want to you want to be doing is having to throw a 2-0 fastball every single time because he can't throw that quality breaking ball, that quality changeup. It's stuff like that that you learn over years and years of experience of navigating lineups, navigating counts, being able to hold certain pitches against certain hitters at certain times to give them a chance later in the game. There is so much. We could talk about this for hours in terms of pitch calling. It's not as easy as just, well, it's 2-1. The card says throw a fastball. Let's just throw a fastball. That becomes predictable because everybody else has that same information. Hitters have that same information. They can go back and look. Hey, 2-0 counts this season, I'm getting 75% fastballs and 25% breaking balls. Well, I'm going to sit fastball, 2-0. So it becomes predictable. You're trying to stay out of patterns. You're trying to stay out of predictable counts. And I had a first-base coach tell me one time, he said, as soon as you figure out that they ain't scouting pitcher and they're scouting you, Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And he's exactly right. Those guys back there, and I talked to Edwin Encarnacion about that. Yeah, we did at the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. He said, I scouted the catcher because they're the ones calling the game. And certain catchers like to call certain games a certain way, and certain pitchers will pitch certain ways with certain catchers. Super important. So there's so many different facets of this, which is why I love the position because it was ever-changing. It was a huge chess match, and it was so fun and enjoyable. That's great stuff.
1: Caleb, really good, man. That is great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. you the man. You
3: got it. Yep. You you see you next week. Absolutely.
1: Caleb Joseph uh done a terrific job along with yep. uh, Ben Wagner and, uh, and on Blue Jay Central Because there's been well. some
2: talk, you know, around Ricky Tatum and after the nine punch-outs and, you yep. know, it's sort of he's going to push you. He's going to push the organization to make a call. And it's the, you know, take the information that a former catcher would tell you of what he's looking for. What can you do in swing counts? What would it look like? Oh, wo, how does he handle failure, right? Early in the count, would he fall off a cliff? With, with Gosman, the way he looked last night, does he have to show you that in the minor leagues before you call him up? There's so many things that go into, it's not his fault Manoa struggled. It's not his fault Barrios is struggling. Right. It's not his fault you say Kikuchi hasn't been any good. It's not his fault. And everybody's got to remember that. They will call him up when he is ready to be called up. Not because the rotation parts of it's not any good. They're not getting off to good start. So. That's just, that's why I asked him that question. I knew he'd have a great answer for it. And I just think people need to hear that. People need to understand that, you know, you got something that could be great there. And he is that. Ferrari that you're parking in the garage that you just can't wait to go zero the fourth
1: gear and just let it eat, but you got to be careful with it, right? You don't want to scratch it. I keep thinking, I keep thinking back cool, to when cool conversation <clears throat> it is, and I keep thinking back to when <clears throat> the Jays had Aaron Sanchez and um and Marcus Stroman, and the the discussion was like how you bring these guys up, and one of the th- the things you heard people in the organization say <clears throat> is. We don't want to make it seem as if either of these guys are going to be saviors. We want to make it seem as if they are. Well, Alex used to talk about this. Alex <laughs> said, you know what? What you want to do is you want the, the minor leaguer to be playing well. You said, I would rather have him join a team. That's going well. I don't want to bring a guy up in the middle of a nine-game losing streak because yeah, yeah. right and, away, and, you know what you're saying. And you'd rather have him, you know, bring him up at a time when even when nothing's going on. You're three games over 500 or whatever. There's an element of bringing the guy in and putting him in the lineup. Like I'll give, I'll tell you what, I'll give the Baltimore Orioles credit. Yeah, the Baltimore Orioles, Cole Irvin, Kyle yeah. Gibson, they got off the rough start. Boom, they got Grayson Rodriguez's ass up here. That doesn't always work out. That doesn't always work out, but I I think that's the thing with Ricky. Ricky Tiedemann a different place. Ricky Tiedemann. Yeah, Ricky Tiedemann is not going to save your year. I want Ricky Tiedemann to be a guy that can help your year. That can help
2: my Move year. Move it along. Yeah, yeah. That, there's, a, there's a fine line there, right? And and I was listening to Buck Martinez the other day, and he says so many great things. But one of the great things he he had mentioned is you got to remember the competition level used to be so much higher at the minor leagues because you, you had older dudes. Yeah. There's not as many older dudes now in the minor leagues, especially in AAA. It's a bunch of young pe- guys who are trying to find their way So you got to remember, you know, the double-A-9 punch-outs in three or four
1: innings is not what it used to be. We will be joined by Ricky Tiedemann in a few minutes. But uh, to get us there, we've been giving you a chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker. We'll continue to do so whether you listen to the radio or on our podcast. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question. You can text that to 59590. Yesterday's question and answer was, this former Mariner and Blue Jay ended his playing career after the 2012 season and was the last position player born in the 1960s as well, in the, as, well as the last to play in the 1980s to retire. The answer was Omar Vizquel. Today's question, to win tickets, really? <laughs> really. Really. today's question. Oh, yeah, this is a tough one. I don't know. Well, they're trying to give them away. I don't know. Today's question to win tickets to see the Jays and Mariners down at the Rogers Center on April 30th is, which Blue Jays player led the team in RBI in the 2022 AL wildcard series against Seattle? So which Blue Jays player led the Blue Jays in RBI Can you give him a hint? In the 2022 AL wildcard series against Seattle. You can give him a hint. No. (laughs) No. Is he right-handed? I'm not giving him a hint. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's slam dunk. I will say this. If the jacket fits, wear it. Text the answer to five ninety five ninety for your shot to win. That's the best thing you've said in an hour and twenty four minutes. See at sportsnet.ca/slash five ninety again. Which Blue Jays player was really good? Which it Blue was. Jays player yeah. led the team in RBI? Pat yourself on the back. Well, I can't. <laughs> which Blue Jays player? I'm old man. If I pat myself in the back, I'm on the you IL. Might fall apart. Which Blue Jays? Uh, maybe. Which Blue Jays player led the team in RBI in uh, the 2022 <laughs> AL Wild Card Series against Seattle? Text the answer to 59590 590 for your shot to win. We will be sending you, maybe, down to see the Jays and Mariners mean, at the maybe? Rogers Center in April 30. Somebody will get that. Somebody will get it as well. Ricky Tiedemann is a big Can't deal. Wait. He is the Blue Jays' top pitching prospect. Nine punch-outs about in it? his season debut. Mm. An interesting cat. He is a big deal. He's going to be a big deal up here soon. You're going to be getting his jersey at some point. People are going to be buying his jersey. When do you think? When do you think the first Tiedemann jersey is going to sale? I'm I, saying I, August. I, I I'm so, saying I August. Sort of hope next year. I'm saying August. Ricky Tiedemann joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet five hundred and ninety, the fans, Sportsnet three hundred and sixty, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 8-10 is the first pitch tonight. The Astros Woo. and Jays, Chris Bassett Light. against Jose Katie Tomorrow it'll be Jose Barrios against day, Luis Garcia. Late. Something that's interesting. Uh, well, we'll talk about it after Ricky Keaton. I'm going to make a note to myself about this. No, no, no. no make no, no, sure no. you write it down. I am, because I'm old. You
2: will forget. Why do you think I have all these notes? Because I yell and scream at you, and I
1: forget what I want to say. I just got to write that down. God, I can't even read that. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, Eight ten is the first pitch. Uh, I, I made a mistake up. last I night. Surprisingly enough, away. this is a true
5: story. You I make got a our, lot of I got our
1: schedule screwed up yesterday. I thought we were oh, doing boy. Blue Jays you, talk. It was Ben Shulman you were and Show Ellie,
2: thirty minutes away from <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> but I, God's honest truth, I didn't know about it till like the sixth inning. I started saying, like I started thinking because Barker and I were going back and forth about Blue Jays talk. I said. <sighs> How come I haven't seen a tweet saying we're on? Blue boy, Jays? you were close. And then to... I started looking around and because and, I said yesterday, we're doing Blue Jays talk all week. We're doing it Friday after the Yankees game. We're not doing it during the Astros game. That'll be the lovely and talented Ben Shulman and the equally lovely and talented Show Ali. Your leadership skills it. have went south. That's a good thing I did because, boy. It's a good thing I texted someone, someone who knows at six o'clock and I said, uh, just that interest sake. Eh. And they said, no, you're not working today, tonight. So, anyhow, that went well. I just wanted to throw that out there because I said yesterday we'd be on it, and and we weren't. We could have taped that conversation. We probably could have. (laughs) Uh, Well, if you think back to spring training, um, an awful lot of discussion on this show, and really just about every corner of the Blue Jays' Mm -hmm. Twitterverse was about Ricky Tiedemann. Uh, It didn't help that he came out (laughs) against Javier Baez and was firing 99, and... uh, and 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 looking like looking like, well as my friend Mr. Barker said so succinctly, looking the way I expect the top pitching prospect to look. I cannot put it any other way. Ricky Tiedemann's gotten off to a good start at Double A. Uh, one outing so far, but it was quite an outing. Three innings pitched, forty nine pitches, thirty five strikeouts, nine punchouts mm-hmm. for the Double A New Hampshire Fisher Cats. And uh, he is, uh, as we said on 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 the radar, his line just dropped. That's why I'm ragging the puck right now. If you're wondering, uh, we'll get him back. But yeah, uh, um, we everybody. we just. I mean, I mean, he's well. No, it's fine. It happens. That's what people know. That. Um, because I've just totally lost my train of thought, and it's a lot easier to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna than leave it 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 is. I'm gonna let you figure yeah, it out. I know you time. are. I know you are. I know you are. I just um, kept thinking of I'm Caleb, not, the dude I'm in the not. overall. Say something, Parker. I'm losing. I've lost it here.
2: Jeez. Oh, can't help you out. Ah, Sorry, you're on a
1: roll there. Finish yeah, it up, Yeah, boy. Remind me not to call on you for a save. It's what you, you get for like calling me the sixth a Trevor Richards in for a save.
2: Um, <laughs> what is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, Nobody's going to talk to you ever again at the field. That's
1: fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, nobody. Ricky T. I mean, obviously is a top pitching prospect in the organization, and he did put himself on the. He was on the radar screen anyhow. But when you have the type performance he had in spring training and impress the people he impressed in spring training as quickly as he did, he gave you assurance. He gave you that assurance that he's
2: legit. Yeah,
1: that, I think that's what you're trying to get at. And I was, when
2: you watch it, it's it's electric, and that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. When you got yelling, screaming top prospect. There he, that's what he looks like he's yeah. want, when he walks away from you.
1: So we've been, I mean, this and this is going to be a great parlor game in Toronto is trying to figure out when Ricky Tiedemann comes up. Uh, obviously, we've talked about this. There's a lot of things going on. First and foremost, uh, get him on a routine. Keep him healthy and, and and just, as you would say, let it eat. Because when it eats, eats a lot.
2: Yeah, I think he can pitch at 95, 96, 97. And when he needs it, he's got 99. That's what he learned in spring training.
1: Yeah. Uh, are we joined now? There we go. Nice. We're joined now by Ricky Teal. You Tiedemann. did it, Ricky. Thank yeah, I did it all by myself. Thanks, Mark. Ricky, thanks so much for your patience. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you doing this. Look, um, you know, I know that uh, everybody's goal is to get up to the majors at some point. Obviously, um, that's why you play the game. That's why you pitch. But I would think, from your point of view, that start at Double A was it was a pretty good advertisement, wasn't it? That what you were able to do in spring training was going to carry over at least to the start of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think uh, I think that's what the the higher ups want to see as well is, is we continue to, to look the same each each outing for sure, and uh, kind of continue with it over the course of 10, 15 outings and show that I could be consistent throughout the year. And, improve it at
2: the highest level for sure yeah ricky is there is a certain pitch that you're going into the season you know you got the nice little 99 toy that's not too bad right you face a good hitter you need to say occasionally in a fastball count here it is i don't think you can hit it oh by the way it's 99 so i know you can't hit it but is there another pitch is there a secondary pitch are you working on it in a certain count are you thriving to get better at something when it comes to your secondary pitches
0: yeah i mean even though even though the fastball works i think um it's important to be able to locate, especially early in the counts with your off-speed. I think my slider, if I can be able to drop it in there for first um, a first-pitch strike, I think it'll throw each batter off, um, especially when they know some a harder fastball is coming. So it kind of throws the whole count off for them. And I kind of want to focus on, on getting it in there earlier in the counts because I know they're looking for fastball now.
1: I was going to say, with the performance you had in spring training, the impression you made in spring training, what were the – I'm going to say lessons, I guess. I don't know if lessons is the right word, but what did you take away from spring training going into the season? Like what did, what did spring training show you? I guess would be the easiest way to
0: put it. I mean, I think, I think it showed that I, I think I could compete at that, at that level. I think it's just mostly a matter of consistency and and being able to stay out there on a weekly basis. Um, That's pretty much, I think what they're looking for and, and I got to be able to show that, but I think I can compete. I think my stuff works, and obviously you got to keep working on on certain pitches. You know, my changeup and slider, um, they're in a good spot right now, but of course there's always room for improvement with those. So I'm going to keep working on those throughout each affiliate game, and, and hopefully uh, I can get them all in sync at the same time. Hopefully help the team out. So,
1: have they given you an idea? Not to give away state secrets here, but have they given you an idea of the various checkpoints? You know, they want to see from you in order to advance you this year
0: I mean, no. there's not much there's not much that they tell me i mean i'm pretty i'm sure they probably talk more about it to themselves but they kind of don't really keep me in the loop on that i kind of have to go out there and and kind of do my job and handle my business it's not it's not my area that uh that i got to dip into so i just got to focus on things uh, within baseball
5: so yeah
2: Ricky, you're you're awfully young for me to ask this question, but you sound really smart and you understand yourself. This is why I'm going to ask it. Are are you a guy that can? You know, have a checkpoint. You talk about those things. The, the slider needs to be better. The changeup needs to better be better. Obviously, the fastball command, which is what everybody needs to have, to have elite stuff at the big league level. But are you a guy that goes out and can tell? You know, if I land in this certain spot, my release point's going to be here. It will be consistent. If I turn around, I'm a scoreboard watcher, which I don't know if you are or not. You should be. You throw 99. <laughs> that would help. You know, occasionally you want to let yeah. it eat and just see if it is. If you are a scoreboard watcher, you know, you turn around and you see the slider at. I don't know 81 82 does that tell you that everything's working are you there right now is a pitcher good enough to just be able to simplify it to where the mile per hour tells you that it's everything's a good a go
0: yeah I mean I'll take a peek every here and there but um I think probably my biggest thing is trying to keep it in the zone I think as long as my stuff is around the zone it'll work but um I do I do take a peek here and there uh (laughs) Just to make sure everything's firing, you got to you got to know how hard you throw, and especially if you want to throw a fastball up in the zone and try to get it by a guy. If your stuff isn't as good as it usually is, those guys are going to catch to it, catch up to it. So you got to kind of take a look and, and see where your your pitches are at, and, and uh, it's a good thing they're they're working right now. But yeah, definitely, um, there are things I take away. Um, I for sure kind of look at how I'm how I'm coming down the mound if I'm if I'm coming coming open too early. Um, I kind of look at those things, and you can tell even watching video when my balls are staying out, high and out, like fastballs and stuff. So it's mostly due to me trying to overthrow and, and, and release it too early and kind of open up way too early. So I kind of look at those things and, and try to stay closed off in my pitching and keep everything under control. And That's where I find my best out. And when everything's under control, all my pitches are working. So.
2: Early early in the season, does weather force you to do something mechanically that you need to make adjustments with or is it not a big deal for you? Early in seasons?
0: I mean I mean this is I think this is my first season where like I've actually had to pitch in colder weather. So yeah. I think uh it's kind of a, a week by week thing for me. Um there haven't been too many issues with it, but I think I think you just have to take a week in and a week out and kinda of go from there. But I'm in a good spot right now. I th- I feel really good, so you just gotta keep that up.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I guess it really is the type of thing you can talk to people about it and people can give you hints yeah. and tell you look for this and look for that. and all those things. But yeah. You gotta experience that yourself and make the adjustment yourself, don't you? There's really people right. people there's only so much people can tell you about that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um that's also what the coaches are looking for too. I think uh for a for a pitcher especially, if you can go out there and make adjustments on the fly, that's the biggest that's the biggest green flag for coaches, is when you're out there and something's not working how fast you could fix it on the fly. And I think that's what they want to see. So it's a good thing to have that.
1: Now, I, I know that I uh, had a chance to talk to Ross Atkins earlier. Well, no, it was actually last year, and they were talking about watching, like learning how Alec Manoa's, learning how what they did with Alec Manoa worked, essentially. What they did right developing Alec Manoa how it was able to get him to the position where he was able to, you know, be a finalist for the Cy Young Award. And one of the things Ross said is, look, not every pitcher is the same, but there are some things we learned watching Alec that we can apply to. He said, for example, Ricky Tiedemann, he also mentioned Sam Roberts as well. Have they, have they talked to you about that at all? Like, just sort of, we're doing this because it worked with 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 Alec Manoa or are, have they given you that idea that there's some sort of template there?
0: I mean, um, they haven't given me the idea. I think I think each of us are a little bit different. I think Alec Manoa's situation was a little bit different. Um, he's an older guy as well, so uh, especially a little bit older than me. So I think that that situation was a bit different. But there are things that I, I believe that they took away from it, and things that they kind of want to want me to follow along in his footsteps and and i'm trying to do that as well so i mean they don't keep me in the loop on that stuff but i I could definitely feel it from them
2: so ricky when i was watching video i knew you were coming on i saw you in spring training the the one thing i was impressed with was glove side that's into a right you got to be good about that right You're lefty you got to be able to get it in there you got to be able to throw strikes in there is that something you've learned or you've always had that
0: I mean, I definitely. Growing up, you, you you learn to do those type of things, um, travel ball well and stuff. So, um, I think that I've always had that with me. I think it's just obviously getting a little bit more fine tuned as as you go professional. So, because these guys are a lot smarter at the at the dish, so you just got to pick your pick your uh, poison and and kind of get it in there when you can and kind of sneak stuff by guys and and keep them on their toes. But it's definitely a good thing to go inside on righties as a, as a lefty where I stand on the mound kind of on the outside of the mound so if I can get it in there on those guys it'll kind of open up the rest of the zone for my other pitches and that's what I try to do.
5: From your
1: experience in spring training was there any was there any piece of advice that one of the other Jays pitchers may have passed on to you whether it was Manoa, Gossman, Bassett or or, or, or whomever was there anybody you were able to, to to have real good conversations with?
0: I mean, I was able to I was able to introduce myself to most of the guys and kind of chop it up a little bit. Nothing too deep into the baseball aspect of it, but you know, you watch these guys and how they carry themselves and their routine, and you kind of pick apart their their routine and add stuff to yours. And I think that's the biggest thing it was my takeaway from guys like Manoa, Gosman, and how they did their prep going into outings, how they did things after their outings, and in order to stay out there week in and week out and feel good and and keep all their pitches doing good. So. I think I took took a lot from them and kind of tried to implement it in my own routine. You don't want to do exactly what they're doing. You got you kind of have to listen to your own body. So I take what they do and, and kind of implement a few things, and, and I've, I've been doing good with that so far.
1: Ricky, we're going to let you run. Thanks mm. so much for doing this, man. Stay healthy. Continued awesome. success. We look forward to seeing you after. Thanks, here. Ricky. Thanks so much for your time. Good luck.
0: Nope. No problem, guys. Anytime. Thank take you. care.
1: It's Ricky Tiedemann, Blue Jays prospect. Great answer to the glove side. Yeah, it's a must. If
2: you're left handed I don't care how hard you throw. You got to make a righty uncomfortable. Like you got to show them you can throw it for a quality strikes. One thing throwing inner third. It's another thing throwing that thing on the black and doing it with conviction and consistently doing it. He's talked about it. Oh, oh. And if you can do it like Caleb said, like you could do that, say that little get me over slider inner third black to a righty, make that little uncomfortable where he goes. ooh, Now I got to respect ninety nine that he know I know he has with two strikes. I have to respect that. And now I gotta be able to keep that slider fair earlier in counts. If he's got that, he can go away with the change up to a righty. and he can elevate ninety-six, ninety-seven and have occasionally ninety-nine to a righty. He'd be here he'll be here sooner than you think.
4: Well,
1: this was the note I made to myself. And it went back to conversation we had yesterday with Steve Sparks, the Astros uh broadcaster. And just and, and hear me out about this. And he made the mm-hmm. point about we talked about saving the bullpen and how last year the teams that were in the playoffs all had one thing in common. For the most part, their bullpens were the least used in the majors. I mean it was you could go one through eight. And I think seven of the teams had the seven lowest used seven lowest bullpen innings in baseball. Which makes sense. Restarting pitchers are good, your bullpen's gonna bless. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, but Sparks's point was about The Astros and how, you know, uh, they've pitched so much baseball because they've gone to the postseason so many years. And then you add the World Baseball Classic. And these guys who already pitched a lot last year, they won a World Series. They had to ramp up early, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But then he said the good news is that they're getting Lance McCullough, uh, uh, Lance McCuller's back. And when they do that, when he comes back, they can do what they did with Verlander last year, which was was essentially have a six-man rotation. Which gets me to what I'm seeing here. Which gets me to what I'm thinking Don't say here. it. No, but. but you want to say it. I think we. We believe. Like, you're not going to completely overhaul this bullpen going into the playoffs. They need one guy. You're pro- yeah. You're, one guy. Six or seven of these dudes are going to be there going into the playoffs. So my point was this. You've got Ryu healthy maybe knock on wood you may have ryu coming back chad green knock on wood chad green comes back mm-hmm. do you think there is a chance at all that the jays once ryu is healthy or if ryu can't contribute or someone else gets hurt that they can somehow let's just say for our, i'm going to let's say for argument's sake someone someone gets hurt do you think there's a chance that they would have ryu and bring Tiedemann up and try the six-man rotation thing down the stretch as a way to save that bullpen. I'm just wondering if you see them doing anything like the Astros might be considering. Because uh, even, let's say, okay, no one gets hurt. But, I mean, if Ryu comes back and he's healthy, you well, you're, you're, you're looking at seven dudes there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so leave Tiedemann aside right now, but I was saying if Ryu comes back and he's healthy, you're paying a dude 20 million bucks this year. Yeah. So do you see any way that whether it's Ryu or Tiedemann, that there is a way of getting, of using those arms as a means of maybe not resting the bullpen, yeah. but, but cutting down I, the I, bullpen. I would, use? I would
2: never do that. Ricky Tiedemann. I mean, he just told you he's looking for routines being consistent. Every start, you are thinking adding an extra day, what's he going to do the extra day? So we are his thumbs. Do you see like him coming up? Do you see out. him
1: coming up and pitching out of the bullpen? Why? Okay, I'm just asking because if if, if it's he pitching about out winning of the bullpen
2: this year? in the minor leagues? No, I'm no, just that's asking. Why.
1: It, it is about winning, but you
2: also need to look at the future, and he seems to be the future. Yeah, You, don't want, oh, to, you I'm, don't want to screw that up. And if you're given these routines and you have these conversations about figure it out consistently, you, he knows how to do the fourth. Well days. days as I how do you do, you do
1: the fifth day? You know as well as I do that people around the team on a regular basis have been saying that he'll be up here in August. They've been saying. Buck's been saying it. Buck didn't pull that out of his you-know-what. Good luck. Okay. I, I'm... I'm just wondering if he
2: if, if say, there is a chance. I'm gonna have to say you'd you'd have to you'd have to ask people about the what that would do to God to uh, Gosman stuff. You'd have to ask what that would do to. I know Gosman occasionally likes the extra day because of how hard he throws. He's an older guy. It's simplified. It's not you know. It's not going to kill him to have that. Manoa no no. Uh, you, you say Kikuchi. I mean, basically, you tell him what to do. He'll do what you tell him to do. If you tell him to skip a start, he's the fifth guy. It, You're Barrios, not asking him. Barrios you just is another know. guy. Like, you just – there's a don't lot of it. unknowns there. Yeah. You'd have to have different conversations for basically four other guys. That's the why fifth guy, you, that. you tell him what to do. I, me, no. Okay. But, I mean – because he, the, the big because question Kevin, is Kevin, if, Ryu, if Ryu comes back and looks decent, I mean, you got to pitch him. Well, of where's course. he pitching at?
1: Uh, uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's great if you, if you have that issue. It's it's great, and then you, as I said, you throw in possibly Chad Green coming back. That's great as all. Well. But this is what I'm. The reason I asked it is because, like, I hear the same thing about Tatum, and he may be up in the summer, and I keep thinking, okay, where? I mean, how many starts Ricky Tatum have got? No,
2: but that no, no that that's leaks.
1: but that's like, not, that, that, Kevin that's got nothing to do with it. That's, oh, it you know little. that is it's got nothing to do with it. It does. He, he told us that they've told him ten or fifteen starts. He said that ten or fifteen. When did he say that? He said at the at the very beginning. All he said was they've told him they're gonna they want to, they want to see not him specific. for. Let me finish. All they said is they want to see him for ten to fifteen starts. And, and they didn't say and that's when we're going to promote you. I don't know. That's didn't say that's when we're going to promote you, but it's impossible. Maybe it's possible at that point that he moves up to AAA. But all I'm saying is, again, I keep saying all I'm saying is I'm saying the same thing. There are people who say he's going to be up in the summer. There are people who say Hyunjin Ryu is going to be back and able to contribute. That's seven starters. So how are you? Uh, maybe it takes care of itself. You ain't. That's how. But, I mean, if Ryu's healthy, again, if Ryu's, if Ryu's healthy I mean, and they don't use him, I paid this dude $40 million uh, to basically bide his time.
2: It's, it's, sort of like, it's sort of like Varsho hitting cleanup. Is it really fair to ask a 20-year-old to come up in sept- August and September when the games mean more than they do in April and May? Pitch to out of just, the bullpen. Like, come on. Like, I, I? boy, you are uh, – look, if he's legit, which everybody says he is – I've never seen him pitch to a legitimate lineup, middle of the order. I mean, you ain't bringing up here to massage him. Here it is, kid. Go get him. You ain't bringing him up here to do that. You're bringing him up here so because he's legit. Uh, maybe I mean, Buck is Buck. He knows everything. And he, he, wouldn't he, be has, saying, he wouldn't be saying no. that just to be saying it. No, but I, I, I.
1: We'll see. You you think so? Do I think he's going to be up in the summer? August. August. Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, you know, uh, uh, providing sure. he doesn't get hurt. But, yeah, if he, if he continues to progress, and, and don't ask me how, they're going to use him. Because I have to tell you, until about three weeks ago, I'd not even thought of Ryu. Out of, out of, out of sight, out of mind. And we had an interview with, uh, we, we didn't talk to John Schneider. Somebody, uh, uh, Schneider was talking about, and he kind of said, oh, and by the way, then Ryu comes into play. And I thought, God, I completely forgot about Hyunjin Ryu. If he is at all healthy, you got to use him. Just, you you got to get your twenty million or whatever the hell it is yeah, you're th- paying th- to do this they're year. They're
2: telling you that they'll they'll pitch the best guy. If Ryu shows you he can do
1: some things, he'll pitch. But I don't know where he's pitching. Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. I mean, it, it's, and you have it, too many. It, it's an interesting thought. If this guy is good and Ryu is healthy, it's an in, it's just kind of an interesting thought. And if it's, you're all about winning, that's why I don't know why you'd be in a hurry with Ricky Tatum. Well, no, but kids, he makes
2: legit. Does it, sound,
1: does it sound like he needs to work on things? I don't think That's that... That's all. It's not that they're in a hurry with him, but he is a guy who can push the envelope. Maybe. Yeah, it's a good conversation it to is. have. That's well, Yeah, I mean... Good conversation to have. If you're
2: him, force him to have it. That's all you can That's do. That's all you can do, That's man. all you can do. He's legit. I mean, I was standing around one of his bullpens in spring training. It's loud noises. Yeah. And, uh... You Coming know, in hot, and,
1: and Caleb is in the only one who's drawn the Chris Sale impression. A lot of other. Well, you watch him he's pitch. He's bigger.
2: He's big dude. He's like just a. He is like you could weigh on him. He's he's bigger than you God. think he's he is.
1: Big dude. Yeah.
2: That's uh, good stuff. That he, is. You yelled at me and everything.
4: <laughs> How about it?
1: <laughs> get off. Sixty-year-old, sixty-three-year-old. How old am I? Angry sixty-three-year-old man. Oh, That's it for us. We'll be back oh, tomorrow. You know. Don't forget. Shut up. <laughs> Don't forget 8, 10, first pitch today. Jays and Astros, we'll talk to you tomorrow, from 10 to noon Eastern. Have yourself a great day. Settle down. Jeez.